Lately, I've been doing a couple power moves. I got in contact with the next Bunny Ranch porn star. Um, She's retired. You know, I DM'd her. Um, She she DM'd me back. Um, We was talking a couple numbers. She told me she was going to get back at me because she has to talk to her, her agent and whatever, whatever. So hopefully we get that situated and we can get an interview from a Bunny Ranch ex-porn star. And if you guys don't remember that show, Bunny Ranch, then you're obviously missing out. Yeah. She used to do legal prostitution. Well, not just her, her and the other bunnyettes. It was legal in the state of Nevada. It's legal to sell your body. So Jamie decided we should, you know, amp it up a notch. Um and I said, of course, let's do it. So we brainstorm. We got the yellow pages and we start getting random numbers and start calling them. We tested them out first before we put them on this episode. And we hit a couple bumps that we didn't like. You know, some of them hanged up. Some of them just didn't say anything. But this one. This one had us dying. And I want to share that with you guys. So, um, Jamie, if you do the honors, press play. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, hey. So you the one who hit my car? What? Well, you left your phone number on my windshield. No, you you got me fucked up. I got a brand new car. Listen, B, you scratched my fender and busted out my taillight. You got me fucked up. Who is you? Yes, you did. Man, when I did this? Yo, stop yapping and listen. Man, fuck you. You're insurance company, B. Man, fuck you. Yo, don't lie. I hit your car. Ain't that a lot of you niggas come over where I live at, nigga, and God show you. Then why'd you leave a damn note? I ain't left a motherfucking nothing. I'm losing my patience. I don't give a fuck about you losing your patience, motherfucker. Man, what's wrong with When you? I hit your car and left a motherfucking, uh, I a note on that. Right here in my own hands. I don't know. Here, talk to my wife. <laughs> so... That was hilarious. Um, It was raw, uncut, and I was dying. At the time that we recorded that, I was super high. And um, what can I say, man? Um, This Devin guy that I have, um, he works wonders. He works wonders. But, you know, we were just fucking around and... You know, we decided to put it on the episode. And tell me what you think. Hit me on my Twitter or DM me or DM me right here on Anchor. Let me know your thoughts on that. 
and I'll for sure get back at you. So we reached a milestone. We reached a milestone. Our 50th big 5-0 episode. And without you guys, it wouldn't be possible. And I want to say thank you to each and every one of you that listens, that send me comments, that sends me DMs, that sends me music requests. Thank you. Without you guys, this episode wouldn't be a show, wouldn't be a podcast. So again, thank you for everything. Thank you for your support. And with that, let's get into the episode. Episode number 50. Let's do this. A fist on a five dollar bill. Now I got some raving. Six months on the hill, ain't it the same? Ain't it the same? They cut my hair last winter. Ain't it the same? Used to have a warmer and two more on the side. Now I got all three. Try to close line my hide, ain't it the same? Ain't it the same? They cut my hair last winter. Ain't it the same? Went to call on my preacher, but there was no one there. So I drank a pot of whiskey and fell down the stairs. Welcome back. Welcome back. So recently, I went on a date. And since everything is closed, I decided to have a date here at home. So, you know, made a made something to eat, grabbed a couple alcohol bottles. And where I met this chick, I met her online. I met her at a chat site. We was chatting for a couple days. Um, she felt comfortable enough to come over. And she came over. The next the next day. So I got everything ready. You know, I t- took a shower, freshened up, cleaned up. She came over probably like around six or seven. It started raining recently. It's been raining. So when she texted me saying, hey, I'm outside, you know, I didn't want to be rude and just be like, oh, come in or come up the stairs. I'm on the second door apartment number 02. Put my jacket on. And stay saying all that. I put my jacket on. And I went downstairs. I waited for her to park. You know, I had an umbrella ready for her. She get out to the car. You know, obviously, I 
I don't know exactly what she's wearing. She's wearing her raincoat or whatever. We go upstairs into the apartment. We get all comfortable or whatnot. And then she's gorgeous. She had on this red dress, uh, high, um, high heels. Makeup was great. Everything went amazing. You know, we ate. She said, oh, my God, did you cook this? Even though I didn't cook it, I just told her I did. And we ate some, like, Mexican food enchiladas or whatever. And then one thing led to another. We started drinking. I bought some Hennessy, you know, I even mixed it up. I bought some Ciroc, so I was mixing dark and light. And, you know, stuff went all right. You know, we started kissing. We started, you know, touching on each other. So I turned off the TV and... Then she tells me, hey, I forgot my charger in my car. I said, no problem. Give me your car keys. I'll go get your charger. So she gave me her car keys and I put my code or whatever. I run downstairs to go get her charger. And the thing I seen in the back of her car is going to blow your mind. So as I'm retrieving the charger, something starts to move in the back seat. I'm all thinking, oh, shit, she brought her pet. She brought her cat. She brought her dog. And all I hear is, where is my mommy? And then I froze for a minute. And said, your mommy, oh, she's upstairs. This is a seven to eight year old kid. It was a girl, seven, eight year old girl saying, oh, where is my mommy? Oh, she's upstairs. I'll go get her. So I locked the door back. Just like how I found it. Go upstairs. And I told her, I think. Your kids in the car, and her response is, "Oh, she woke up. She woke up." And I said, "Yeah. Why would you leave your kid in the car? Why didn't you tell me you were bringing your kid with you?" And then she says, "Well, I know uh, you was gonna be all right with that, but." Leaving the kid in the car is all right. You think that's okay? You know, at least you should have cracked the window or something. And then she says, well, can I bring her up since you already know she down there? And I said, of course you can bring her up. So she makes me go get her kid. She doesn't even go outside to go get her kid. So I put my coat back on, go down the stairs, 
open the door, and I say, hey, would you like to go upstairs? And the kid said, well, I don't know. Uh, Is my mama up there? And I said, yeah, your mom is up there. And then the kid said, yeah, let's, sure, let's go. So we go upstairs. She's already, the mom, the girl I'm on a date with, she's already laying in my bed and says, well, tell her to sleep on the couch. You got extra covers? And unfortunately, I didn't. So I just gave her the coat that I went outside with and a pillow. And I put some cartoons for her. And I went back in the room. And as soon as I lay down, um, the girl I'm on a date with starts, you know, Touching me again, kissing me. And then I say, don't you want to wait until your child goes to sleep first in the living room? Mind you, this is our first date. And then she says, no, 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 it's cool. It ain't nothing she haven't heard before. And then I said, whoa, all right. At least let me turn on uh, the radio or something. Let me shut the door. So I bring out my handcuffs and my adult toys out and we just start going at it. Probably for like 25, 30 minutes. Not that long. And then the kid barges in. Uh, do I got some hot pockets or something? I'm hungry. And then, you know, as I'm sweating and, you know, I got that caveman face. I tell her, yeah, in, in, the, uh, in the freezer. Close it though. <sighs> and... The next morning was even troubling because um, she left my freezer door open and a lot of the stuff that I had in there melted. And, you know, I didn't really make a big deal out of it. And the lady I was on the date with, she said, well, thank you for the good time. Hopefully if uh my baby daddy around, he can watch the kid and I'll come back again with no more tricks up my sleeve. And I was like, all right, but just make sure there's no children in your car next time because that's very unsafe. But that was uh my date that I had with um, a girl I met on this group chat on the internet. So when I was like around at least nine or 10, my family, we, we all went to the beach um, in Richmond, California. It's called uh, Keller's Beach. 
Um, but everybody referred it to Killer Beach because, you know, it sounds similar. So me and my brothers and my mom and dad, we all went to the beach and my mom's sisters were already there. So, you know, it was like a little weekend family thing we had. And, you know, we all took our floaties and bathe suits and shorts, whatever, normal shit. So we get to the beach and, you know, we're all playing in the water and probably for like an hour or so before the burgers and, you know, the hot dogs, whatever was done. And, you know, it was this drunk dude. And the drunk dude was my father um, yelling at us, hey, the food's done, come eat. So as we eat and, you know, doing kids stuff and we've been at the beach for probably a couple hours now, um, we all decide, well, my parents and aunties and uncles decide, hey, it's time to go home. We all wrapped up everything and picked up everything and my dad said hey go get that other floaty by the beach um before we head out so me taking my sweet time I walk over there and I get the floaty and but by the time I get back to the little place you know the little stand where we was at everybody left everybody was gone you know, my dad was drunk, so he probably forgot, you know, my mom has a million kids, so she just thought everybody was already in the van. So as I was at the beach, it was already getting dark by myself, two gay couples, they were just running, you know, jogging together. They seen me and said, hey, are you lost? I said, no, I think my parents just forgot about me. And I said, and they said, oh, okay, well, we're going to bring you back to our home and we'll just wait for your parents there. You know, but the gay couple called the police and, you know, it took hours for them to come pick me up. But in the meantime, uh, the gay dudes were throwing I guess, a little kickback of their own on the weekend. A couple of people came over. They were all men. Some of them didn't have shirts on. Some of them were acting very weird. Um, you know, the you know I didn't have a shirt. I only had my 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 trunk trousers that I had at the beach. So. They gave me a shirt, and in the shirt it says "Forever Rainbow," and um, I don't know. That was just the story that I wanted to share with you guys. By the time my parents came and picked me up, it was probably like around nine thirty. But I just wanted to share you out with you guys. Um, you know, that's pretty much all I have to say for this episode. But. Thank you uh, for supporting. Thank you for listening. Thank you for always tuning in. 
Um, thank you for being fans. Thank you for being loyal. Um, and like I say in every single episode, make sure she sucks your dick first before you fuck. Because you deserve the full package. And we are out. Been brewing down for so long and know it's getting cold.